My name is Eric Odie Roth, author of Canine Medic, and welcome to another episode of Canine Educators to Save a Life. In this episode, we'll be talking about foxtails. Now, you might be asking yourself, what the heck are foxtails, and what do they have to do with dogs? Before you had a dog, you'd probably marveled at the rolling fields of grass as they blow ever so softly like a well-coordinated orchestra. But once you have a dog, that bucolic scene should look more like a potential battlefield of pain, suffering, and in rare cases, even death. Foxtail is a generic term that is often applied to several species of wild grasses, but it is specifically associated with a type of wild barley called Hordium jubatum, and this grass can pose a real danger to your dog if left unchecked. Foxtails are widespread as this grass is indigenous to the western United States and it is common all up and down the west coast, according to the U.S. Forest Service. Foxtail has populated in all but seven U.S. states, Florida, Georgia, Hawaii, Louisiana, North Carolina, South Carolina, and Virginia. Foxtail can also be found throughout most of Canada as well in some areas of Mexico. This grass tends to grow in grassland areas and is common along roadsides and trails. They grow quickly in the winter and with spring rains. And as the foxtails mature, a seed forms at top of the stalk, giving it a soft, bushy appearance. The seed, which is comprised of numerous seed heads, looks like a foxtails, hence the name. As the plant dries out in the summer months, the seed heads, also known as awns, become brittle and they fall right off the plant. As the grass continues to dry, the long foxtail breaks into smaller segments, with each sharp pointed on supporting a few long bristles. When viewed under a magnifying glass, each bristle is covered with an infinite number of microscopic barbs. If your dog brushes by the dry plant, or steps on it, sniffs it, rolls on it, lies on it, the barb attaches to the fur quicker than a dog can lick a dish. If you ever see a foxtail... Stroke it with your fingers, and you will quickly see the aggressiveness of the barbs. The barbs actually prevent backward movement, and if you force it, the bristle breaks off, leaving the rest of the on behind. Foxtails have one purpose, and that purpose is to burrow. Now here's the scary part. Once inside the dog, the on continues to burrow inward under the skin. If they're not found and removed quickly, they can literally disappear. That's because they will not show up on any x-ray. The on will continue to travel throughout the body, leaving a hollow path behind it. It will continue to travel until it comes up against something that can't go through, like a bone. Foxtails cannot be absorbed by the dog's body, nor they can be broken down or digested. Now don't start thinking you need to go into permanent indoor hiding and live in some kind of bubble. Our goal is to educate you in all areas of pet first aid and help make you aware of the dangers you may encounter. On the positive side, there are actually many things you can do to keep your dog safe from foxtails. But first, we have to have a good understanding of how to tell if your dog has a foxtail and the dangers that they possess. So let's go over how to tell if your dog has a foxtail injury. Given their small size and the ability to burrow just about anywhere, there are a number of things that will signal your dog has an embedded foxtail or has even swallowed one. If you see any of these signs, you should immediately seek veterinary attention. Remember, a sign is something that we see, and a symptom is something that is told to us or that is expressed. With dogs, we must always rely on the signs, and we always have to keep in mind what is normal. 
Now, ears are the most common entry point of foxtails and dogs, and they will present with the following signs. Excessive head shaking, pawing at their ears, whimpering and pulling away when you try to pet or touch their head. They may tilt their head more than normal, or you may see redness or discharge coming from the ear. Foxtails in the ear can cause ruptured eardrums and chronic ear infections. The paw is the second most common entry point. Here you may see limping or excessive licking of the paws, swelling of the paw, or a soft swollen lump between the toes. The lump may rupture and may also ooze pus. Infections and irritation are usually the main concern here. If your dog has a foxtail in their nose or has inhaled one, you will see the following signs. Sneezing, coughing, gagging, difficulty breathing, a sudden onset of really disgusting bad breath, discharge from the nose, and this may or may not be bloody. Inhaled foxtails can affect the lungs, causing massive infections, and this sometimes leads to surgery, including the removal of some lung lobes. If your dog has a foxtail in their eye, they will have the following signs. The eyes will be red, swollen, very irritated. The dog may be squinting more than normal. They might be pawing at the eye or even dragging the eye along the carpet or furniture. Foxtails in the eye can cause permanent blindness. If your dog has a foxtail in the genitals, excessive licking of the genitals will be seen with also blood in the urine. If your dog has an infected foxtail injury, the dog will have lethargy, a lack of appetite, swelling, bleeding at the site where the foxtail entered, and a rancid smell coming from the wound. Foxtails can often cause pneumonia and open the door as they create a conduit for a number of other fungal infections, such as blastomycosis. Again, if you see any of these signs, transport your dog to the veterinarian immediately. These are all considered to be significant, and your dog is at immediate risk for further injury. So which dogs are at risk? To start, any outdoor dog can encounter foxtails. Dogs with long fur are more likely to pick up and retain foxtails than their short-haired counterparts. The color of the dog's fur may make the foxtail more prominent to see, or could camouflage them, making more difficult to identify. Prick-eared dogs may be more likely to get foxtails in their ears than dogs that have hanging ears. At particular risk are dogs who spend a good deal of their time out in the field. Now let's talk about how to remove foxtails from your dog. You should thoroughly examine and groom your dog frequently, especially after they've been outside and potentially have came into contact with any foxtails and grass seed. Make sure to check the common entry points as we have covered. For a thorough foxtail screening, simply run a fine-tooth comb through your dog's fur. Of course, this will vary in the effectiveness based on your dog's coat and their tolerance to being brushed. You can also give your dog a good look over and remove foxtails from their coat with a brush, tweezers, or just your fingers. It is important that you remove them before they have a chance to burrow and cause potentially severe discomfort and problems. If you can't easily remove the foxtail, or if the dog is exhibiting any of the signs that could be related to the presence of an embedded foxtail, see your veterinarian right away. Embedded foxtails can be extremely painful, and they can cause very significant damage your vet will be able to properly manage your dog's discomfort and deal with a foxtail before the problem even gets worse. As a reminder, it is always best practice to muzzle your dog prior to providing any sort of first aid. Removing a foxtail early on will significantly reduce the chance of a more serious health issue, plus your dog will be happy to have it out. Lastly, 
let's talk about how to prevent your dog from getting foxtails. First, talk with your friends, other dog owners, and more importantly, your veterinarian. Anytime a dog is off leash, your risk for any emergency will increase dramatically. By having control of where the dog goes will help ensure your dogs does not get into any unforeseen trouble. For dogs that are more likely to go romping through the fields, for example, hunting dogs, here are some prevention suggestions. First, let's talk about face protection. Field guards are great for protecting the eyes, ears, noses, and mouth. They are actually screens that go over the dog's head. Many people often invest into paw protection. There are many great brands of protective dog booties, and some that are better for different breeds, sizes, and personalities. Both rough wear and mutlucks are great places to start. With any addition to the dog, there will always be an acclimation period. You will want to get the dog used to wearing these products prior to your outing. Try to avoid any foxtail-infested areas in foxtail season. Usually foxtail season is from early summer, when foxtails and surrounding grasses start to dry, until the fall or winter. This usually eliminates the foxtail threat. If you're in an area where there are foxtails, keep your pup on a leash, and also keep him on the trail, as this will help reduce the chances of encountering the awns. To keep your dog from inhaling or ingesting a foxtail on, don't allow them to play fetch anywhere near foxtails. Don't allow hunting or tracking dogs to sniff around any foxtails. If you have foxtails in your yard, keep the plants mowed while they are still green. This will help prevent them from going to seed. Better yet, pull the grasses up by hand and dispose. If you have a long-haired breed, summertime might be the perfect time to keep them shorter. The short hair helps deny the foxtails the resistance they need to migrate deeper into the dog's skin. As we mentioned, always keep your dog well-groomed. Foxtails readily work their way into the mats, but they can easily be brushed out of a clean, untangled coat. Most importantly, after every outdoor outing in a foxtail zone, check your dog from head to toe. We call this a once-over. Always keep alert for suspicious lumps, bumps, or swellings on your dog. We hope this podcast gave you more education, and more so made you aware of the dangers that exist out there and how to take care of them. I would also like to invite you to take one of our online pet first aid and CPR courses. If you have not taken a course in pet first aid, we would love to have you join our canine educators family. Last week, we incorporated something special into all of our online courses. Once a student enrolls in the course, they will have access to our closed Facebook group. Here they can ask questions with our instructors, gain knowledge, and share opinions. Students will have an exclusive access to our monthly case studies and these are presented by our veterinarian, Dr. Lisa Booth. On behalf of all of us at Canine Educators, we'd like to thank you for listening. If you would like a free copy of our Pet First Aid Kit list, go to www.canineeducators.com and a pop-up will appear. Until next time, never let fear be larger than your purpose.